Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Time now for the College Football Inquirer with Dan Wetzel. I don't like any of my picks. Four picks in, I don't like any of them. Pete Thamel. Last week when they tweeted out the graphics, someone wrote, time to fade Thamel. They may be right. (laughs) With SI's Pat Forty. Catch the ball when it hits you in the chest twice. Here's Pat, Pete, and Dan. Welcome to the pod race for the case. All right, we got it. Someone's going to get that case of beer at the end of the year. And right now, it's looking pretty good for Pete. He's up four games in the loss column on me. But I got to give it to you, Pete. You were 36-19-2 on the year. That is scorching. And And these picks are being made on Tuesdays. And you don't get to pick which games you want. Like, how many times this year we're like, oh, man, I wouldn't pick this one. That is a, that is, I, I, I am, how the hell are you I'll doing this? this? Well, look, let's uh, get props where props are due. But <laughs> if, if you think back to, <laughs> if you think back to the Tuesday podcast where there's an investigation of corruption in the Alabama homecoming queen contest, I think we might need our own little self audit here to figure out how well, Pete Thamel has we gotten did 17 catch games over 500. We did catch Sully giving him extra wins. He'd be even higher if I hadn't caught that <laughs> cheating. <laughs> See, Penis. there was like an underground alliance menace. going on there. I'm not sure we followed up well enough to make sure it's all on. Yeah. The, the record is for laid bare. It is in the rundown every week. It, there's no secrets involved here. It is, it is wide open. You could go and check my work every week. Well, Audit he's, coming. He's hitting Audit at us. Sully, I think you're doing a great job. I think you're doing a great job. Uh, we're gonna there'll be a forensic audit at the end. Yeah, but Pete is thirty six, nineteen, and two. And King, go for it. Yeah, I am tweeting us when you win with our picks. That that makes me happy on Saturday night when we get the the people who hit the parlays on our picks uh, on our locks. Our locks have been really good lately. We're due. We're due. I I was saying before we got on there, I'm I'm due to like I know for six staring me right in the eye. It's coming. All right. Well, maybe you'll suck this week and we can catch you. Yeah, so I hope not. Do that. Come back to the Peloton, Pete. Stop this breakaway. <laughs> I have Pete's got 36 wins. I have 31, Sully 30, Pat 29. Everyone's above 500. We're doing pretty well, but geez. All right, let's get to it. First game, number six, Michigan at number eight, Michigan State. Beast Lansing will be rocking the woodshed. Is that what they're calling this thing now? They should have stuck with Beast Lansing. Much better. Agreed. They're calling Spartan State in the woodshed. Green out, right. evidently. Mm. Green out. See, 
it's a it's a woodshed. You don't want green wood. That's not doesn't burn well. <laughs> it's bad luck. Dry bad wood. luck. Yeah. It's a, it's a, the woodshed's not the right term. Games at noon on Fox. Michigan is giving four and a half. The over under is 50.5. 40% of the bets, 50% of the money is on the Wolverines. Pat, who you got? I'm going with the Wolverines here. Going to be at the game. Really excited for it. It's just fun to see both of these fan bases really energized and ready to hate each other in person uh, because they do that well. So this is fun when these teams are good. Uh, I'm going to take Michigan. I just think we saw some cracks in Michigan State's offense against Indiana. Struggled to get to 20 points. Kenneth Walker's been great, but they bottled him up. Passing game has big, big, been big play. They bottled that up, only 5.2 yards per attempt for Michigan State. And here's what's the deal. If you're going to try to get vertical against Michigan with your receivers and they, they have some speed, they've got some receivers who can make plays, then you got to block Aiden Hutchinson. And he's got some company. David Ojabo also rushing the passer there. And I think those guys wreak havoc with any attempt to try to sit in the pocket for a long time and let deep pass plays develop. So I think Michigan State's offense is going to be a little out of its element here. Uh, I think Michigan will be able to dictate terms running the football, which is what they do. Uh, and I think they're going to win. I think I, I think the spread's about right. Like I don't think this is a mismatch by any means, but I would take Michigan and lay the points. Well, it's always good to start disagreeing with Pat because that means I know I'll have a good week. I'm going to take Michigan State here. I do think this is going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Uh, I just peeked at uh, Sully's crib notes. The over-under is uh, is 50 and a half. My strong hunch, because there's going to be a lot of running the ball in this game, in part because I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to wreck most of Michigan State's potential passing game. And you got great tailbacks on both sides. Uh, really excited to watch those guys run and run hard. It's going to be a fall day in East Lansing, noon. I like everything about this game. It's going to be a lot of fun. It is not going to be aesthetically offensively pleasing on either side. That said, if you look at how Michigan's offense disappeared in the second half of that Nebraska game, they have faced little adversity and little road adversity this season. I really feel like Michigan State can just muck this thing up, ride the home crowd, and keep this thing close enough. Yeah, if Michigan State wins this game, it's not going to be by a lot. I'm not going to be clever enough to say they're only going to lose by three. But I don't have strong conviction on this, but I like Michigan State enough. I like them at home, and I like the points enough. Where And there's nothing definitive about what Michigan does well that makes me think they can go in and dominate one certain aspect of this game. So I uh, I look forward to the slog, and I will take the fighting tough. A couple of stats for con- our listeners to consider. Michigan is, have been covering machines this year. They're 6-1 against the spread. Only Nebraska has scored more than 17 points against the Wolverines, and that's not good uh, when the Spartans, as Pat alluded to, their offense has slowed down in conference play. I'm with Pete. The best bet in this game is the under, but we don't pick that, so I'm going to go with Michigan and uh, the cover. All right, I am taking the Spartans. Uh, I'm much of what Pete said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring slog fest. I just think four and a half is a lot of points in a game like that. I, I think to win by a touchdown would be uh, would be pretty meaningful. It will be a, a, a crazy crowd up there. It'll be a, a difficult game. It'll be a wild game. Uh, and if necessary, whoever's running the clock will pull a Spartan Bob and put an extra second on there, like 2001, <laughs> the legendary, one of my favorite games of all time. 
the clock operator became either a hero or a villain. So that uh, I think it was the the great Jeff Smoker to TJ Duckett with the extra Jeff tip. Smoker. There you go, <laughs> Jeff Smoker. Uh, uh, yeah, Spartan Bob. He was like an anonymous employee who just was a little quick on that clock there, buddy. <laughs> For the record, I thought he, I thought Michigan, I thought the clock ran out. I thought the <laughs> clock ran out in that game. But you can get shot in the state of Michigan for disagreeing with someone on the on the famed Spartan Bob play. Uh, I think it's going to be something like that. I'll just take four and a half. If, if you flip this and give me four and a half the other way, I don't know who's going to win. But if I'm getting four and a half, I'm taking them. So Spartans. Just one more note, since you both are going to be at this game, and I know we have some folks in the Michigan media who listen to the podcast, I would like uh, via Twitter or text any updates of any like visceral reactions to these picks, either if Dan is like fist pumping like a Kenneth Walker touchdown early in the game, more likely Pat would be cursing because that's what Pat tends to do when he watches games involved with his picks. So any any updates on any uh, any cheering for or against the press box would be much appreciated. I'm not. I'm not saying that, that discouraging that behavior, by the way. I'm saying it's inevitable, and I would like to know the veracity of it. There will be professional also, decorum in the press him. box. There will be decorum in the press box. Oh, yeah. but yes. Outside Consummate of the press box. Pros. Like last week when I was watching BYU safety drop interceptions, I, they, there might have been a few choice words. <laughs> that poor guy. <laughs> Catch the ball when it hits you in the chest twice. Number nine, Iowa at Wisconsin, noon ESPN. Uh, this game is legally must be played under gray skies. <laughs> I think so. I don't know the weather, but I can predict that. Uh, Badgers are given three and a half. The over under, good Lord, 36.5. <laughs> wow. 36.5 is the over under. Brew yourself a pot of coffee. Gray skies, blackouts, <laughs> field goals. Punts. Those are the only safe predictions for Madison this weekend. And punts. Lots it of punts. It makes the Badgers three and a half poor. I mean, that's a lot that's a, to be giving in a 36 total game. 75% of the money, 65% of the bets are on Iowa. I mean, uh, top 10 team on uh, – what a mess this game is. All right, good luck. Someone else go first. Pat? Pete, Pete uh, first I'll go first. Time. I'll Pete. go first. I'm going to take I'm going to take Iowa because all the times I've taken Wisconsin this season, I've hated myself. I'm going to spare myself the feeling of having to watch Wisconsin with any semblance of investment in it because they have just been so atrocious to watch on offense. And Graham Mertz, God bless him, has really just struggled. Now, look, they've gotten it together the last couple of weeks. They, they played well against Purdue. This would not be the first time. Paul Christ has taken a team and just slowly turned the battleship, but not with my pick. I am taking Iowa. I'm taking those delicious three and a half points, and I will I will have a clear conscience and head on uh, on on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. First of all, I I, I can't believe I first, I have no idea how either team is going to score. I've seen a lot of both of these teams. <laughs> this zero, could absolutely zero. be this could be three to two. Uh, it's not out of the question. I don't – Sully and I were talking beforehand. We don't see how this line makes sense. I, I am absolutely taking Iowa here. This is what – Wisconsin's passing game is so bad, they've become a service academy. Did you see their passing line against Purdue? Five of eight for 52 yards for the game. Five of eight for 52 yards. The week before that against Army, eight of 15 for 112 the week before that against Illinois, 10 of 19 for 100. <laughs> there, this is high school passing. And look, 
On the other side, you have Spencer Petras, who happened to throw four interceptions against Purdue when he played them. So it ain't going to be no quarterbacking uh, masterpiece for sure. And that's where you get down to three to two. Iowa's going to have the three. Wisconsin's going to have the two. Hawkeyes cover <laughs> on the road. You know, like when ESPN goes to the start of the game, they usually like go focus in on the quarterback and warmups. They're going to focus on the center and the punter. <laughs> <laughs> Good long snapping. All right. Sully? Badgers are three and four against the spread this year. Iowa five and two. The other big stat. I love this stat on this game. Hawkeyes will continue to force turnovers. They lead the Big Ten in a turnover advantage. Wisconsin, on the other end, is the worst in the Big Ten on turnover margin. I think Iowa, in a close game, they're going to get a couple more turnovers than the Badgers, and they're going to win. I mean, I, Iowa's getting points here. This, this is like, what does Vegas know? Right. This, this line it makes no sense. Uh, yeah, Iowa, they stunk last week against, uh, against Purdue, but I think they were hung over from the Penn State victory. I'm taking Iowa here, winning cover. I'd, uh, if you're going to give me points, I'll take it. But, whew, tough on the eyes, this one. I probably right. would have taken Iowa if they were given three and a half. Yeah. I don't, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm scared. What, right. what is no, going something on? Something doesn't make sense there. Yeah. We've had, this is the third line like this that I remember we've picked this year. The first one was the Georgia-Arkansas, right? And I, 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 I saw through that ruse. The second one I got wrong, clearly last week, that was the game I got wrong, was the Oklahoma State giving, uh, or, or Iowa State giving seven against Oklahoma State, right? Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, this one is this one is in that sort of in that sort of vein. But I refuse out of principle to, to pick Wisconsin the rest of the year. I mean, it's just, I don't care. They could be getting 200 points, and I'm not going to pick them. All right, cocktail party, which we're not allowed to call a cocktail party or something. I don't know, because, you know, we wouldn't want to promote drinking around here on this show. <laughs> Georgia-Florida line is Georgia given 14, over-under is uh, 51. Games at 3.30 on CBS, as always. 80% of the bets, 70% of the money are in the dogs. Uh, Sully, you believe in that Georgia offense to win by 14? Yeah, I mean, Florida's got to run the ball to be to have a shot in any game. And as our podcast friend and listener, Daniel Jeremiah, put of NFL Network, it just draft Georgia's starting 11, you know, right now. They're, they're really good. Rivalry game, schmalvary game. Georgia's going to roll this team. Dogs cover. Um, all right. Yes. Uh, boy, I'm conflicted on this one. I really am. I, I, because here's what I think is going to happen. I just, they, they both had an off, an open date. Mullen is a pretty good circle the wagons guy. He's not the kind of guy that has seasons just go off the rails, really. I think they use that week to get better. Georgia, you know, while there's been, and we've talked about this on the podcast, there's been no ripple of complacency in them at all. You get an off week and you maybe just take your nose off the grindstone a little bit. Maybe you're not quite as jacked to play this as Florida is, which is the more desperate team. Uh, I think Florida can at least just keep it close enough that it's it's 14 and a half. Is that what it is right here? Straight 14. Straight we got 14. 14 straight. Okay. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to take the Gators and the points. Probably regret it by the end of the first quarter when it's 21 nothing, but. Give me the Gators and the points uh, on the cover. And in honor of the cocktail party, we're not supposed to talk about. Uh, the last cocktail I had was a Paloma in, and actually in Gainesville back in uh, May, and it was very good. So that's my that's my cocktail. You haven't had a cocktail since May? Just beer? Just beer. Except for, oh, you know what? Those highballs in Tokyo, oh, Dan. Yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> uh, 
Those yeah. those were come, ruinous. Come for the bougie name drops. Oh, when we had yeah. highballs in Tokyo. Yeah. Yes. Were you yeah. at the prime minister? <laughs> no. And we trust were, me, af- afterwards we we were we were rendered rather low. So we were with the great Taro <laughs> Tanaka, who's even better than the prime minister. Should be Correct. the prime minister. He should be. Gets my vote, along with Montana Fouts in the Alabama homecoming. <laughs> So if we have to do an emergency pod about that on Thursday, I'm not going to. I'm going to say this: Montana <laughs> Fouts' entire campaign was that she's a, she could strike people out, which I think we already know because she was a great softball player in the homecoming thing. The other woman was trying to do big brother, big sister, what little whatever that thing's called, <laughs> little brother, sister, whatever it's called. In West Alabama, she's helping the youth of West Alabama, Pat McLean okay. Moore. Well. It- Chuck it up to Dan, who actually believes political advertisements. There we go. (laughs) You're you're actually going to be snookered by one of those things? Come on. Yes. Yes. The Alabama homecoming queen is not honest. What hope is there for America? (laughs) None. All right. Who's got a pick? Pete? I'm going to take Florida. They played Alabama. To what two points? Like there, they, there's there's some spirit and some fight there, and they have quarterbacks capable of moving the ball. They are probably better equipped to move the ball against Georgia more so than uh, any other team in the uh, in in the SEC. So, not named Alabama. So sorry, Sully. I know you think Tennessee is going to score forty against them. No, um, not forty, but they're going to score more than Florida does because Florida has to run the ball, and <laughs> they're not going to. Yeah, I think that we'll really see Mullen utilize the QB run game here. And Kirby has a good record against Mullen. So I'm certainly not going to say like there's some decisive schematic advantage, but I think 14 is a big number in a rivalry game. And uh, I just don't think Georgia scores more than 28. Yeah. I'm going to go Florida too. That's (laughs) a lot of points. Hell yeah. Lone dog on the dogs, baby. Let's go. Lone wolf. wolf. we're giving him Georgia and a lone wolf. God, you're stupid. <laughs> what are we doing? Anthony Richardson, he's got to play more. He's going to break something. I don't know. I'll, I'll take Florida. That's a lot. I'd like that 14 and a half, though. I'd like that 14 and a half. Yeah, I would like the hook. But, all right, Florida it is. Yeah, right, Georgia that's... can't score a defensive touchdown. That was when I watched them against Kentucky because I had Kentucky in the points. All that's I sat there and us. said, uh, yeah, all I said was, if there's no defensive touchdown, I'm going to win this game. This is still like Georgia's defense is so good that Stetson Bennett is the quarterback of uh, has been the quarterback in numerous games of the number one team. No one even blinks. No, it's like, oh, right. God. yeah, because that's a so far. If Georgia scores 14 or more, they win because they haven't given up more than 13 yet. Number 10, Ole Miss at uh, perpetually number 18, Auburn. <laughs> Seven <laughs> p.m. Win or lose. We're one eight. Win or lose. Auburn's ranked 18. Auburn is giving two over under 66 bets and money dead even. Wow. Dead even 50% on each according to bet MGM. Pat, you got Ole Miss, you got Auburn here. Uh, Boy, this is, a, this is one, another line where it raises the eyebrows a little bit because I do think Mississippi is the better team. So, and I am going to take Mississippi and uh, I think feel pretty good about this. I mean, I know Auburn at home can be a different animal. They they can get one of the great environments in college football. Uh, so if Mississippi gets off to a bad start, things could potentially snowball on them. But 
I think this comes down to who can run the ball better. And Mississippi runs the heck out of the football. They've been, you know, Matt Corral's gotten a lot of attention for throwing, but he can run it. And they got two running backs who can run it. They have run for more yards than they have thrown for in five of their seven games this year. I mean, they have pounded out three 200, three 300-yard rushing games, a couple in the high 200s. They can do it on the ground. So I am taking uh, the Rebels to win and cover. Not a lot of conviction here. Two very good teams still with a little bit of a uh, little bit of an aura of mystery. God, I, ha- I always hate to agree with Pat when I'm when I'm like indecisive. I always go opposite of Pat. It's like the tap principle. That's really the key to uh, the key to winning. You know, what? I'm gonna take Auburn at home. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna overthink. Auburn's played fairly well. Uh, they look great at Arkansas last week. Obviously, they got thumped by by Georgia and, and couldn't uh, couldn't do much there. I just think that you go. Jordan Hare at night against that Ole Miss defense that I only compliment when I pick Ole Miss. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's I think, some pod honesty this, right there. Let the, yeah. the truth will set you free. <laughs> free Durkin. I will go with the with with the Tigers and a heaping helping of hesitation. That is a game where if I was uh, investing my hard earned money, I would stay far away. This is another one. Like Dan said earlier, what what the hell does Vegas know? Uh, it should be a really fun game. Over-under is a better play. I would take the over. I think Bo Nix has the chance against this Ole Miss defense to, to pull plays out of his tail, which he, which he did against LSU. Auburn's defense is okay, but they really suck in the red zone. That's not good when you're going against Matt Crowell and company. Give me the Rebels getting points. Yeah, I'm going to let Pete have the lone wolfare. I'm taking Ole Miss, too. Give me two points in that Ole Miss offense. Uh, yeah, I mean, Auburn looked good against Arkansas, but I don't know what Arkansas has got left in the tank at this point. I, I'm taking Ole Miss on this. This is a tough one. It's a scary line. What one of these? I don't like any of my picks. Four <laughs> picks in. I don't like any of them. Yeah. Let, let's remember that. Rack that comment there, Sully, because if he goes six and oh and wants to crow again, like oh, I knew I, everything. Just remember, he didn't like any of the picks. This will be erased. This will be erased. (laughs) I'll I'll take Ole Miss. All right, number 20, Penn State. At number five, Ohio State, 730, ABC. Buckeyes are giving 18 and a half. The over-under is 61. BetMGM has 75% of the bets and 85% of the money on Ohio State. Uh, I don't know who starts. Pete, you start. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to overthink it. I'm going to go with the. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with the Buckeyes. Penn State just seems like they're having a they're they're having a moment right now. Before last week, I would have again Clifford's health. If you were investing actual money in this game, is something I would watch pretty closely. Uh, going right up to uh, going right up to kickoff, like I would want to like see what he looks like in warmups before I uh, before I before I did everything. I this is not as much a bet on the. Ohio State defense is as much as on their offense. Like I really like what their offense is 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 doing right now, and I think that there was Penn State had enough offensive impotence, even with a healthy Clifford. Where going there at night, I don't think they're going to run in and uh, and score twenty one. And uh, I, I'm this Ohio State offense right now is clicking as well as any offense has there in the last you know, since the Urban Meyer era started. I mean, it is a it is a monster. It is a machine. I don't think Penn State has the secondary firepower to slow down those receivers. And it seems like C.J. Stroud's starting to really get it and grow up before our eyes. And Trayvon Henderson is one of the better tailbacks in all college football right now. So I just think Ohio State has the weapons and they have the quarterback to unlock them and they'll uh, they will they will figure it out against the Nits. 
if it looks like a boat race and it sounds like a boat race and the waves are <laughs> waving like it's a boat race, bet the boat race. I'm with the Buckeyes here. Uh, to Pete's point on the the offense, what they're doing right now, I had it in the 40-yard dash. Seven straight games averaging at least seven yards a play. Six straight games with 500 or more yards. You know who didn't do that? Alabama 2020 or LSU 2019. Two of the better offenses we've ever seen. So if you're putting up numbers like that consistently week in, week out, that's a handful. I think uh, Ohio State is the hottest team in the country, and Penn State is wobbling hard, and it's not going to change this weekend. Yeah, Penn State has the hottest takes. <laughs> Ohio State is the hottest team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the the Bucks are on a four-game 50-burger streak, and I don't think Penn State could score that in 18 overtimes. So give, <laughs> give, me, give me the Bucks. I've been riding Ohio State, and it's been working well. Stroud to Alave, Stroud to Alave, Stroud. This will be, we'll be, we'll, we'll cover within like 10 minutes of the first quarter. Uh, I'd take Ohio State. That's a lot of points, but I'll take them. All right, lock of the week time. It's where the, uh, the really the bread gets buttered here. Who's got one? Anyone uh, do any research? Oh, yeah. Sully did. Oh, yeah. Always. Sully, go ahead. Bean pot right. bet of the week here, boys. Oh, oh, here, we oh here we go. Oh, Sully. K- Kentucky the lay middle in, of the SEC. That's right. Kentucky laying two over a red hot Mississippi State team. We're trending this series. Mark Stoops actually has never won on the road at Mississippi State. And the Bulldogs do have a top 10 rush defense, so that scares me a tad. Uh, but they they surrendered 162 to AM and 195 to Bama. Comparable rush attacks to the Cats. So give me Chris Rodriguez and company to win and cover. I uh I am going with I'm going to Tobacco Road here, and I'm gonna take Wake and lay 16 and a half against Duke. Duke has been a terrible road team. They not only don't win, they don't cover either. They, I mean, they get they have been getting pounded on the road uh, this year and last year. I think their last six road games, they have been smoked pretty hard and not covered in any of them. Wake is rolling. We have seen that that offense clicking in very impressive fashion. Sixteen and a half, not a small number by any stretch, but I can see them winning by seventeen or more. Give me the Deacons. So I was thinking about. Uh, I may regret sometimes I throw a little extra in there. I was thinking of Nevada uh, giving 20 against UNLV. UNLV is not good uh, at all. They've been close, but I don't think they'll do it there. But I'm not going to pick that game. I'm going to take Oregon. Uh, Oregon is uh, hosting Colorado, and they are giving 24. Colorado cannot, uh, does not have much of an offense. They just replaced their offensive line coach this week. That's never good. That's like... (laughs) Uh, that's like the <laughs> carburetor seized up. I mean, it's like that's not a, that's not a small <laughs> repair when you're down to replacing <laughs> offensive line coaches in the middle of the season. Uh, Ducks are rolling, feeling good after that that win at UCLA. I'm going to take Oregon uh, to to win big over Colorado. I, I wouldn't be playing my role on the podcast if I didn't go a little bit obscure on you. So I am going to take San Jose State at home against Wyoming. Wyoming has not scored a touchdown in the last two games. San Jose State is uh, giving three points at home. The immortal CEFCU Stadium, raucous home field advantage there in San Jose. I just think Wyoming, which barely beat UConn and has really just been wobbly since then, doesn't have any answers at the quarterback position. And I think I actually lost on San Jose as a lock when they went to Hawaii. But I, I think right now San Jose is playing playing decent, and I just don't think that Wyoming can score. So scoring is part of everything. San Jose did not look great at UNLV winning 27-20, but I think they'll be able to take care of the pokes at home. Wyoming burned me 
when I bet, I bet them at Northern Illinois and they somehow came up and covered on me. I, I lost on Wyoming this year. I'm still bitter. Still yeah, that Northern right. Illinois win is actually a pretty good win in retrospect. Northern Illinois is undefeated in the MAC, and uh, win all close really, games. All yeah, that's one of the surprise. Yeah, Thomas Hammer done a nice job. One of surprise teams of the season. So, um, yeah, you know you're listening to our podcast when somebody says straight face. Wyoming really burned me. Yeah, <laughs> he's bitter. Yeah. It's painful. <laughs> painful. <laughs> Can't go back to that. Well, a couple other interesting games this weekend. Clemson and Florida State are playing and no one I cares. thought about taking Florida State. I really did. And then it's just like, do I want to subject myself to like backing a bad team? Like yeah. I'm 17 games about 500. I'm just thinking about my mental health at this point. <laughs> that is a that is a game that no one is caring about. Uh, Iowa State is visiting West Virginia. 30 racks of bush light are endangered species <laughs> for that one. That's that's a drunk fest. That will be a drunk game. There is the Bronco Mendenhall reunion tour. Virginia is traveling to BYU. That's an interesting mm. game. Mm-hmm. BYU giving two and a half. Good game, too. That is going to be yeah, Virginia's late. been a fun team this year. Yeah. Yep. Fun. That's going to be a great fun game. And that is a late 10, 15 p.m. Uh, game on Saturday night. on the ESPN We didn't really have one of those last week, and I missed it. No. You know what? Virginia's the uh, kickoff extreme team. They kicked off one game at 11 a.m. Eastern against Illinois, and now they've got a 10-15 Eastern. Good for them. Wow, almost 12 hours. Yeah. It's like Tokyo to New York. Yeah, there you go. Pretty good. Uh, All right. So some interesting games out there. Some interesting games. Yeah, it'll be a great Uh, week. I'm fired up. We will be back on uh, Sunday, Monday to overreact to all of it and to recap my 6-0. Yeah. Yeah, with the picks you hate. We did last week. It's like a regular bit at this point. It's a regular bit. (laughs) Yeah. Last week when they tweeted out the graphics, someone wrote, time to fade Pamel. They may be right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Keep subscribing. Leave us nice reviews. Appreciate y'all. Talk to you later.